This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we have seen in the last couple of years how people of different political parties view the news that is being broadcast to them. And the rise of social media has also led to those news stories having a level of opinion added in especially when told to somebody else. A new report in the Journal of Marketing Research says that when a person who relays this information to another person uh, and that person is perceived as less knowledgeable, the level of opinion intends to increase, like they feel the need to explain it to that person. Shiri Melumed is assistant professor of marketing at the Wharton School and one of the authors of the report titled The Dynamics of Distortion, How Successful Summarization alters the retelling of news. Shiri, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Hope you're doing well as well. Thank you. Let's start with kind of the backstory uh, on, on wanting to look at this type of research. Tell us how this all got started. Yeah, so actually this paper started uh, at first because I was interested initially in understanding how we end up with fake news. Uh, but Quickly, I realized that this project was actually going to be about something much broader and I think more interesting, which is how do original news stories become distorted as they're retold sequentially across people? So think of this as like the children's game of telephone, right? So if I read a New York Times article and I decide to tweet about it uh, and then you happen to read my tweet and you decide to tell someone else about it, uh, how does the original New York Times article become distorted? So you just mentioned one of the areas I wanted to touch on uh, with Twitter and maybe broadly more social media and the potential impact that social media and kind of the freedom that people feel like they have on posting stuff on social media has maybe this process of telling these stories. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, whether we like it or not, social media has been a platform that allows for sort of this type of retelling at a really broad scale. Uh, and at a really fast pace, right? So uh, I think, for example, one of the findings we find that's pretty scary and is consistent with other prior findings is that even when I have access to the original story off of which, let's say, a tweet is based, I usually don't read the original story, right? It's much easier for me to read sort of the, the small little soundbite or snippet that someone posted in their tweet and to form my opinions yeah. based solely on that. Uh, so I think social media is really um, sort of facilitating uh, this pretty dangerous phenomenon. Uh, so that also highlights something else that's been, uh, I think, talked about a lot is this perceived lack of trust, not only between people of different mindsets, but around the information that is coming out in some of these stories. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, uh, the reality is many of us are operating uh, in our own echo chambers. Um, and unfortunately, what we're seeing uh, is this increased polarization whereby anyone who's existing outside of my echo chamber, I'm probably not going to really trust uh, any source of information that's coming in. Uh, and, and again, I think social media is unfortunately worsening uh, this matter because it's so easy to just operate within our respective echo chambers. So did you see instances where because of the person that is telling the story and the viewpoint that they take, uh, that details of stories would be left out? You know, that's a really interesting question that we didn't look at directly in this paper. That's 
uh, a very clear follow-up paper for us. But the closest we got is um, looking at when I'm sharing information, how I perceive my audience is going to affect the way I retell information. So specifically, as you alluded to um, at the top of this, uh, generally speaking, if I'm sharing information with you, it's typically because I assume you don't already know that information, right? And in particular, what we find is that the less I think you know about this topic relative to me, the more opinions I'm going to insert when I'm retelling you information. And in fact, the more negative I'm going to tend to be because I want to also grab your attention and make it interesting for you. Um, and so, again, we're not, we haven't yet looked at how knowing who the source is coming from affects the way I retell information, but we've looked at it sort of from the reciprocal perspective. Were you able to tell in a lot of these instances whether or not that retelling led itself more towards the negative or did it lead towards the positive, depending on, you know, persons not believing one set of facts or is believing another set of facts? Yeah. So one of the sort of disturbing findings is we very robustly found this uh, bias towards negativity specifically. By the way, we found this even with an original news article that was totally positive in tone. So even when a story is completely positive, people find a way to retell it in a more negative manner. And this is something that increases with each additional retelling. So basically, the further removed is a retelling from the original source, again, think of the telephone game, um, the more negative and more opinionated it becomes. Uh, It's really hard to turn this effect off, actually. I was going to ask you, do you think there are ways to look at it and address it and, and to a degree maybe even try and start to correct what seems to be you know, a, a significant uh, and growing problem here in the United States. Yes, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't mean to be completely pessimistic, but I can tell you that in the context of this research, we had a really difficult time uh, coming up with an intervention for this. So uh, as I alluded to earlier, uh, when we gave participants in our research the option to read the original article in addition to the summary, Um, most chose not to read it. Uh, The somewhat good news is of those who did read the original article, so they chose to actually uh, become more informed, this sort of uh, reduced this negativity bias, but it didn't completely eliminate it. But, you know, reducing it is at least a first step. So if you can somehow encourage people to get more of the facts to read the original article before retelling uh, second or third-hand information they've received that can at least be a good start. Um, other than that, I mean, it seems like the intervention is going to have to come from the creators of the content. So if right. somehow you can incentivize writers or journalists uh, to do their best to not sensationalize information as much, uh, but rather relay facts in sort of a more objective or dry manner, uh, hopefully this would reduce this bias towards being opinionated and negativity. But I I don't know if it'll eliminate it altogether. Right, because it kind of the dynamics that we have at play here with, uh, you know, the the perception around certain media outlets, uh, you know, some people go to certain media outlets because they believe they're going to get one version of a story and to a degree other people believe they're going to get another version of a story. That's right. And I think, you know, one of the many problems we've been seeing is this really like the splintering off of the types of media, right? So every day there seems to be sort of a new media outlet 
Um, and I, yeah. I, I think it's problematic because uh, we really do get to choose where we get our news from and in turn what opinions we're exposed to. So, yeah, sure. I agree. About 30 seconds left. What do you think is your takeaway from doing this research? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, I'm certainly trying to um, implement some changes in my own life. So if I'm, you know, wanting to retell a friend about something I read, I try to really encourage that person to read the original article itself. Uh, and I try to qualify my retellings by saying, you know, this is just my opinion on this. You should read this for yourself. But uh, it's it's not feeling too bright these days, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I, I understand of what you speak. Sherry, uh, great work. Thank you very much for your time. All the best to you. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Sherry Melumed, who's assistant professor of marketing at the Wharton School, we should say that uh, she did this work uh, along uh, one of the other co-authors is our friend Bob Meyer, also uh, from the Wharton School, and also uh, Yoon Duk Kim. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.